The Frontier West was very tough, very grimy, um, but the people that populated the Frontier West um, were not necessarily violent people in the sense that the movies and everything of portrayal. They were a very educated group. They studied uh, the classics. Uh, they could quote Shakespeare backwards and forwards. The wild, wild part of Cimarron started with Coil um, Jimmy. They broke the mold. They committed some heinous crimes in a very short period of time. Many notorious names have been made from the tales of the Wild West. Jesse James, Billy the Kid, Butch Cassidy. But what if I told you the original outlaw is likely a man you've never heard of before? Someone who for six weeks sowed fear into lives of many in New Mexico's Cimarron country. He and his gang so dangerous, they had high-dollar bounties on their heads and were wanted dead or alive. This is History's Forgotten Headlines, the original outlaw. A lot of things that you need to find about these guys, you've got to go sit in dusty old archives. you got to go through the old newspapers, the old existing letters and diaries that you can't just get off the Internet. Like I said, this is History's Forgotten Headlines. So to learn more about these guys, you have to bring in the best. That's exactly what we did. I'm a historian for uh, New Mexico, and I am uh, the chronicler for the New Mexico Mounted Police. And I was one of the founders of the Wild West History Association, and everybody really wants the truth about the Wild West ought to be a member of that organization. That's Chuck Hornung. His knowledge of the Western frontier is extensive and impressive. If you want the entire list of all the books he's written, feel free to Google him later. It'll tell you all the books. There's nine of them. And all the info you're about to hear comes from his book titled Blood on the Land, which is an all-too-fitting title. Our story takes place in the fall of 1871. A man and his gang caused six weeks of hell. His real name was James Buckner, but he became known as Coal Oil Jimmy. The first uh, written accounts we have of Coal Oil Jimmy makes reference to the fact that one of the guys chased out of town is a, a no-good gambler, ladies' man, dashing, debonair, you know, type character. And he wore his hair all slicked back, this black hair slicked back, which gave him the, the look like he just stuck his head in a, a bucket of coal oil. Once coal oil was chased out of Denver, Colorado, he disappeared into Texas and reappeared in New Mexico. He dropped off there in Cimarron. And he had, had a lot of money at, at first, so apparently he had earned a, a good bankroll somewhere along the line. And uh, he was living the high life till he just lost all his money gambling in the old Swinks gambling hall. Needing money, Coal Oil got a job as a handyman of sorts, but that didn't last long and didn't stop him from gambling. 
which is how he met a man named Tom Taylor, an army deserter and murder suspect who just escaped from jail. He was known simply as the Baker. He got his nickname the Baker because he was an army baker. And together, the Baker and Coal Oil Jimmy devised a plan to get money by robbing stagecoaches and travelers passing through the Cimarron Canyon on the Santa Fe Trail, thus beginning their rampage. You think that Coal Oil Jimmy was much more of a threat than what we even know today? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He was a threat not so much to life and limb, but to the economic stability. Commerce being interrupted was more of a threat than, than anything else. And that's what made them uh, so dangerous. It only been uh, one felony crime of note that had taken place in uh, the area prior to that. After a short time on their crime spree, it became clear Coal oil was also a very real threat to life and limb. They camped one night, and they heard this sheep herd. And they went over to the sheep herders and demanded their sheep. And uh, the shepherd of the group uh, said, no, he wouldn't give them any sheep. So uh, good old coal oil Jimmy just took target practice on him and shot him to pieces. I think it was the manner in which he did it that was so uh, heinous that that really shook people up. And uh, Sheriff uh, Chittenden, he wrote uh, uh, letters in that to friends. In one of his letters, he refers to that killing as one of the the most heinous that he had ever witnessed. And once he killed that shepherd, coal oil just kept going. I sometimes think about that. That's what got him on the blood killing trail. Then that's when he started killing. Because records are limited, we only know of one other killing carried out by coal oil. But there were likely many others. The baker was very scared of coal oil at the end because of all of his killings. Speaking of the end, surprisingly, it wasn't a killing that would eventually lead to the fall of coal oil Jimmy and the baker. Instead, it was once again gambling, in a way. They took a gamble by robbing the wrong stagecoach. And they got $10.75 out of the strong box. And they had four passengers on the coach. Those four passengers? A wealthy merchant the Chief Justice of the Territory, a Congressional Delegate, and the retiring Territorial Governor. He didn't even rob them. Didn't even know who in the world they were. And uh, they took their measly $10.75, sent the stage on its way. That was a grave mistake. Word spreads fast when you rob four powerful people. Before you know it, that $11 loot would lead to a $1,200 bounty on the two. $600 for each, and they were wanted, dead or alive. Most rewards were just for the capture or conviction or something. 
dead or alive, dead preferably, because that was the first thing, dead or alive, uh, that that was unusual. That's what made them early standouts in the frontier because a dead or alive order was just, that just didn't happen. And the bounty on their heads also says a lot. A $600 reward in 1871 was a huge chunk of change when you consider that a cowboy or a day-to-day worker, uh, $60 a month was top dollar. The two continued on their wild path, likely unaware that they were wanted men. They were hiding out. They were on the run. And, you know, they weren't drinking it up in the bars in Cimarron or anything. Then all of a sudden, two old friends showed up. They were able to track down coal oil and the baker out in the wilderness. And they persuaded uh, the baker to let them join the, the group. Um, and he was glad to have them because he was having trouble controlling uh, uh, good old coal oil. But they had no plans of actually tagging along. Instead, they were there for a much quicker payday. That night, as they were sitting around the campfire, those two old friends turned on coal oil and the baker. There wasn't much of a motivation. It was like you look at each other and say, hmm, they're dirty dog killers anyway. We might as well get $600 for doing a good deed for society. So they went after them, found them, gave them the big spiel about we want to be part of you. And then when they, their guard was down, they shot them. I think it was a simple, I can make 600 bucks here. I think it was easy for them to do away with them, load them in that wagon and haul them off, collect their bounty. And just like that, on November 2nd, 1871, the six-week reign of terror by coal oil Jimmy and the Baker was over, shot and killed during supper. One more thing. Remember that robbery that was the beginning of the end for coal oil? They'd only gotten away with $10.75. Well, as we like to say, there's no such thing as a smart criminal. Not even when you're considered the original outlaw. The crazy thing about that robbery was that when the stage guys came back from the uh, the north, heading south, they they picked up the opened uh, strongbox and inside that strong box, in a little secret side compartment, was $175. So they didn't quite know exactly what they were doing as, as highwaymen, you know. <laughs> they quite understand that you checked everything and especially made sure who in the world you were, were dealing with in your robberies. And we'll leave you with that. I'm Justin Doherty, and while the headlines may be forgotten, just don't forget about us.